Hi everyone, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terra Girls. Welcome to episode nine. Episode nine of the Terra Girls podcast. Yeah, thanks everyone for sticking with us and uh, coming along on the journey as we interview and get to know people from the Cleveland running community. We are here with our friend, Dr. The Dr. Jeff Salyer. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. (laughs) Welcome. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. We're we're excited to have you. I feel like you're definitely a Cleveland, like a known Cleveland runner. Like you are a runner. When I think of runners, I think of Jeff. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's sad. (laughs) It's not not sad. He's a pillar of the Cleveland running community. Ooh, okay. I'll take that. (laughs) So, Jeff, uh, tell us about yourself. Who, Who are you? What do you do? How long have you been in Cleveland? Okay. So... My name's Jeff. I was born outside of Knoxville in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and found my way to Lee in 1997, and I never left. So <laughs> I was a student and graduated from Lee and took a job at Lee almost immediately, actually while I was a student, and uh, met my wife here, and she and I just decided we were going to settle down here for a while. Didn't think it was going to be what it's been. And 24 years later or 22 years later since graduation, I'm still here. Uh, I'm the director of marketing at Lee. I started out in video production and just kind of eased my way into marketing and um, have a really great team. We still do videos and that kind of thing. And and then I, you know, just I got two kids. I got Abigail, who's 15 at Cleveland High School and Brantley, who's 11 at Blythe Bauer Elementary. Um, he's in fifth grade, got getting ready to go to middle school. And then my wife's a teacher at Blythe Bauer. She's been a teacher for almost 20 years now. Awesome. See, you are a pillar of the, of the running community, of the Cleveland community. Yeah. This is because I've been here a while, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know that everybody knows my name. I'm, a, I, you know, I've been a behind the scenes person for a long time, mm-hmm. except when it comes to certain things and running mm-hmm. is one of them. And so I, yeah, I like kind of being behind the scenes people probably know my name, but. They may not know me. I don't run in the mm-hmm. uh, the elite circles. <laughs> well, now that you... Except this room. This room is the, <laughs> yes. the elite of the elite. Now we will get to know the real okay. Jeff. Fun, fun tidbit. Jeff taught a class when I was in college. Jeff was one of my professors. Oh, yep. my god! And I'm pretty sure he has probably the most embarrassing, like, project I ever made, like, on some DVD somewhere in, like, a file cabinet. <laughs> yes. It was, like, a final project, and I was, like, really hard. I didn't know what to do, and I ended up doing some weird, like, music video thing <laughs> with, like, myself being the musician. I oh, think, my god! I, I have it somewhere. Sometimes I think about it in, like, my nightmares, and I'm like, oh, I wake up I in a cold sweat. I would love to see no, that. I, like, yes, whatever. Free coffee for a month. Oh. If you, if you I, find me that video. Well, I already have the VIP mug, so... I'm already regretting everything. I, and I do refer to Tiffany as my student, although it was probably yeah. like one class, right? Maybe two. Yeah, I think, I think it was maybe two. Part-time. I think it was one class. I don't know. You're getting your doctorate. I remember yeah. talking about oh, up a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did, learned a lot. Uh, the real question is, did she get an A? I don't remember. Yes. And, yes, I did okay. get an A. <laughs> and uh, FERPA laws will not allow me to <laughs> Great point. Uh, that's funny. I didn't realize you had him as a professor. Yep, yep. All right. So, Jeff, before we get into the meat and potatoes of our running questions, we would like to start with a warm-up. Sure. So, we're going to ask you some uh, kind of random things. Don't think too hard. We want the first thing off the top of your head um, just to get to know you better. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. Favorite food? Uh, medium rare steak with fries with a lot of pepper on them. Ooh. Oh. From anywhere special or at uh, home? As long as it's a good steak. Like, yeah. you know, you can go to a place and sometimes get a good steak and sometimes not. I 
I love a Ruth's Chris steak. I don't get to go there very often. In fact, I've only been a couple of times. But anything, it's just it's just got to be like juicy and not chewy. Mm-hmm. But a medium rare to rare steak, you can't you can't beat that. You want it still mooing, right? I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, book, movie, or nap. If you had to choose uh, one, you got to choose one. It's either a book, a movie, clearly a movie. <laughs> I, <laughs> I make movies. And, uh, you should have seen his face. He was I, like, are you, why are you ask asking me, this? me that? Like, I like books, okay, and I don't like naps because I wake up just angry. Mm-hmm. I'm an angry napper. Yeah. <laughs> but movies. Uh, movies. A favorite movie? Uh, lots of favorite movies. I think I uh, just watched The Godfather again, mm-hmm. which that with part two or two of my favorite movies. I'm a big Pixar person, or I was. That's my grad work. I kind of got burnt out on it. But um, so I like the movie Up, and I love the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I like older stuff most of the time, mm-hmm. but I'll catch a new one. I'll watch a Marvel movie with anybody. My favorite's probably got to be The Godfather. Awesome. All right. Okay, well, kind of in that uh, topic, what is the best TV show ever made? Oh, ever made? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in your opinion. Man, see that's a tough one because I like, I like TV and I like really dark TV. Oh. So sometimes <laughs> I, I probably should share <laughs> some of the things. Uh, I like True Detective, but only season one. I think it's one of the greatest TV shows ever made. Okay, it's, where could one find that's that on show? HBO Max? Mm. So it's Matthew McConaughey and mm. Woody Harrelson, and it's about a serial killer, and it's really dark. So it's really dark, but. It's phenomenal television. Only the season one, because they ruined it in season two. Uh-huh. And Vince Vaughn's in season two, and it's just bad. <laughs> I so, like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's really good in that. All right, mountain or beach, if you had to choose one? I like them both. So I, if I'm going to relax, give me the beach. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to run, give me a mountain. Okay. I, w- I love living here because we have mountains, but if I'm going to get away, I want to go to a beach. Although we just vacationed in the Smokies. So, <laughs> so maybe you end up in the mountains <laughs> right. more often. Okay, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Speed. Okay. <laughs> Boston qualify. Spoken like a true runner. You said it very speedy, too. <laughs> yeah, somebody asked me that not too long ago at, in the Chicago race we ran. I was like, I, I, I don't know what I... And then I got to think, I was like, of course you want to be fast. Like, listen, mm-hmm. I slog out a four-and-a-half-hour marathon, mm-hmm. and my friends run two hours and something. I'm like, what... They're already showered, yep. have their dinner, and they're waiting at the finish line for me if they if they stayed away. I'm like, I want that. <laughs> so give, give me speed. Speed. All right, last one. Uh, last warm-up question. What book are you currently reading, if you're reading one? Um, I got to think about that because I think – what did I just put away? I read a lot of nonfiction, like marketing books. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm reading, um, oh gosh, Three Second Hook. Mm-hmm. And it's about social media. So, yeah. I mean, that I, I like the education side of reading. I do read for entertainment. If I read for entertainment, it's usually like a really spy novel that's not that, you know, there's not a lot to it. It's mm-hmm. just like fun. Yeah. That's for when you're at the beach, it's you know, I, I do. I take, a, I take a, one nonfiction and one fiction. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay. Well, we're going to jump into. Uh, oh, hold on. I got to change that. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, you don't even have to edit this. Just. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite book I've read is Rise of the Ultra Runner, Ooh. and I'm actually on the second reading of that. And I like it. Because it's by a guy, I can't say his first name, but Finn, he's a British guy, 
and it's about kind of tracking ultra running and he interviews all these phenomenal ultra runners and he's in his process of running UTMB. Awesome. And so it's his it's his journey to UTMB and it made me cry at the end. So wow. if you need a book and you like running, Rise of the Ultra Runner. And then this guy also wrote uh, Run, Running with the Kenyans and a bunch of others. He's just a phenomenal writer, good storyteller. So that's the book. Okay. I'm rereading okay. it. Awesome. I like it. I Yeah, if you reread a book, you must really like it. Yes. I don't often reread a book. So. Within a year. I mean, it's only wow, been a yeah. few months. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Definitely need to check that out. Okay, well, you clearly like running. If the listeners don't know that by now, they weren't listening. Um, <laughs> but can you tell us, how did you get into running? So it's kind of funny because I was looking back. I have time hop. I love social media, so I'm like, okay, let me look at my time hop. Nine years ago this week, I ran a Ragnar relay race with people from my church. Now, I can date back just a little bit previous to that. The spring before that, so spring nine years ago, I ran a 5K, and it felt okay. I wasn't great runner. Mm-hmm. I had run here and there, but I never really progressed past three miles. I actually hurt myself. Um, I had rehab to come back to run that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then my friends were running these other races from church. And I was like, well, what do you, what's a Ragnar? And they explained it to me. I was like, that sounds fun. It was fun and awful. But <laughs> and so I ran this Ragnar race. And I was like, that's cool. What else can you do? And it became like, well, we're going to run a half marathon. I said, a half, how long is that? Honestly, this is yeah. where I was. How, how far is that? They were at 13.1 miles. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Let, sure, let's go. And so we ran the Run for God race down in Dalton or in Cahoa. Mm-hmm. And I had a great experience. Ran at sub two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is good. What's, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> and I ran a marathon. Wow. And it was just, that was the progression. So a 5K, a Ragnar, a half, and I ran the Huntsville Marathon. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what got me kind of hooked. Now, I wasn't really consistent, though. Mm -hmm. Our church group was fairly consistent if we were training, but we weren't consistent, like, picking out a race and going. So once that marathon was done, I stopped running for, like, six months. Mm -hmm. Just, I was wore out, and I just was tired of it. And Got back into it again when I joined the morning running group I'm in now mm-hmm. around that same time. Um, and that became more consistent as they were more consistent. And they're a little crazy. And they do a little more adventures and races. Um, and so they were running halves and fulls. And so I started jumping in with them mm-hmm. to run those kind of races. But that's kind of the beginning of it. Yeah. So nine years ago, you can date yeah. back to yeah. Jeff pre-runner and post-runner. So what has kept you running after all these years? No, why would anybody <laughs> do this? Shoes? I know. <laughs> he does love his shoes. Yeah, he um, comes in and admires them. I, do. Yeah, at least once I wish I could buy. I've spent way too much money this year on shoes, um, <laughs> some of which I don't even run in. I uh, Community, I think, mm-hmm. is one because that's what keeps me going. Um, consistent group of, of guys and sometimes ladies that we run with that um, keep each other accountable. But then there's this adventure side of things, right? So there's adventure. And then there's the concept like do hard things. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps me going. Like this is, I can control running. I can train. I can prepare. And I can do the thing. I'm not guaranteed success to do the thing. And it, it really mirrors life, but it also gives me a break away from work or from just everyday life. And running is consistent running has become like this balance thing in my life if Mm -hmm. i'm not running i actually 
feel terrible mm-hmm. um, or I'm out of sorts emotionally or mentally or spiritually or and physically, mm-hmm. especially. So running helps keeps me balanced. I think everybody's got some balance thing. This right. is a running podcast. So mm-hmm. for runners, it is all about being consistent and having a community that supports you and doing hard things. Well, kind of along with that, from what I understand, you're a morning runner, right? Like your group goes in the morning. Can you talk to us about kind of that routine and how you maintain that? So nine years ago, I was not a morning runner. In fact, I was a night runner. Mm. I preferred everything to be after dark, 9 p.m., 8 p.m. I like to sleep in a little bit. And before kids started going to school where I had to take them to school, that's no big deal, right? When kids started going to school, you had to get up anyway. Um, and so this this group that I run with now, we they're all morning runners. They've always been morning runners. And so I didn't join them because of that, because they, every morning they started at 5.30 a.m. And I was like, that's just too early. And I'm a creative, so I'm a night owl, like, or I was. I have retrained my body. Mm-hmm. And I would stay up late editing or doing creative work. And um, at some point, I just couldn't do that anymore probably age a little bit, probably have to do with just work-life balance, family balance. So I can get up and run in the morning and miss no family time. Mm-hmm. And so I get up at 5, 4.55. I brush my teeth, drink my vitamin C, hit the door, meet us wherever we're going to meet for the beginning of our runs, run for anywhere from four to um, six miles, and then come home get ready for work, take the kids to school, and that's the routine. Um, if it's under four, it's not worth it. If it's <laughs> over six, I don't have time for it. Right. <laughs> so that's that's the midweek runs. And it, sometimes if it were big training, we'll double up and do some evening runs too, but I prefer the mornings yeah. for sure. Yeah, I've, we uh, both follow Jeff on Strava, which is like a social media for runners so we can see someone's route and what time they started. And, man, he you are consistent. 530 those four to six miles, uh, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, sometimes I'm not as consistent. I mean, you know, your body doesn't, when you're doing stuff, your body can hurt. You can be sore. You can have a little nagging injury. You can be tired. There's some nights I just stay up too late for one reason or the other, and I don't want to get up. And so we'll say out, right? We're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, man, until you the alarm goes up at 4.55, and you're like, nope, not yep. getting up today. But for the most part, having that community there keeps you consistent in running. And when uh, our friend Matt Ryerson was here, he's a streaker. So he would be up every morning, almost no matter what. Sometimes he would say out and then do his own, do it on his own later. But it was a really consistent and you get in the habit and I just prefer it. Mm-hmm. It's just in the went in the summer, it's at least a little cooler in the morning. In the winter, it's not, it's going to be dark anyway. So you right. might as well get it done in the morning. It's going to be cold anyway. And I like the cold. So yeah, we try to stay as consistent as we possibly can. And uh, and Strava, people watching Strava too, that, <laughs> that's a, in our industry, in our world, it's in our industry, in our hobbies, yeah. that can become a problem like Instagram is for other people. Yeah, definitely. But it also kind of keeps you accountable. You yeah, know, then we can we can give you a little thumbs up and uh, be impressed. Kudos <laughs> for kudos. waking up for so, waking up so early. So another thing I see on Strava is your routes, and you always have some cool different routes. We have great places to run in Cleveland. Downtown and the Greenway are some of my favorites, but you go wild places. Yeah. Can you tell us about some of your routes? Do you have suggestions for people who are maybe getting tired of going out and back on the Greenway? Yeah, I mean, the Greenway is great. We love the Greenway. The Greenway is a great place to run. It's lit. It's safe. It's flat. You know, it's 
all the things you want in your tank. It's got scenery, you mm-hmm. know, especially if you're in the daytime. At nighttime, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> but, but you get tired of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chairman of the Greenway board runs with us all the time. Right. And we're like, Cameron, we're tired of the Greenway. <laughs> so we run downtown. We run through Lee. We run um, East Cleveland. We run South Cleveland. We run North Cleveland. I mean, wherever we can find a, a street, sidewalk that you know, in the morning time is, is safe, then we'll, we'll go with it. And so we experiment around. Some of these are old routes that have been run by this group forever. We have one we call the OG, the original gangster route. <laughs> and that's our Monday morning route almost uh-huh. every time, every Monday. We start at Greenway Park. We run half the Greenway. We go up Willow and we come back on Harl. Mm-hmm. And it's just four and a quarter miles. Yep. But that's what this group used to do a long time ago. And it's a cool route just to start your week. And then we have one we call Manufacturers, where we start at the Church of God headquarters on Keith and 24th. We run part of the Greenway. We go up Willow. We cut through 8th Street, come through the Lee Campus, come through downtown, turn left at Body by Hannah, and then mm-hmm. come back, you know, through Lee, behind Lee, Parker, up mm-hmm. 25th Street. And it's just different, right? Yep. It's There's hills there. We have one we call Three Sisters, and it's three big hills. We run through the cemetery. Mm-hmm. We don't do that as often, but I mean, we have lots of different routes to keep it, just to keep it fresh. And then we even have to freshen up our routes. Like we just added another route that starts at the Y that we used to do a long time ago, and we haven't been doing it. And we were just getting bored with some of our routes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's go run the Y around the mall and back. It's got mm-hmm. a great hill in it. It's safe because you got big sidewalks mm-hmm. and run around the mall is kind of fun. Just yeah. we saw deer there the other day. It was funny. Oh, how cool! But That's yeah, neat. so we have lots of routes. Do you cross like how do you do you cross eleven uh, to get to the mall from the Y? Yes. Okay. So you go behind Hobby Lobby. Uh-huh. So you turn right at Hobby Lobby, and that that's really dark back there, by the way. Mm-hmm. And straight, you can go straight across from that street where the car wash is straight across. You just have to watch it. And in, mm-hmm. but at six in the morning, there's not that much traffic, and we're just careful about it. And yeah, I mean we're we're pretty careful about. We, we've almost been hit a few times, not there, <laughs> other places, but we're real careful. And we know it's early in the morning. We know that people aren't always watching out for runners. Right. Do you run with headlamps? No. Hmm. Sorry. What's your, like, safety gear in the dark? <laughs> you caught him. You caught him. He doesn't he's have any. He's giving me a face. No wonder you my, almost get hit. It's my eyeballs. That's what <laughs> oh it is. Oh, my gosh. We, I mean, we have reflective stuff. I might have my Johnny Cash outfit where it's all black, and that's oh probably not ideal. I, got blonde, I wear a hat. It's got reflection got on the hat. Your, I got listen, one of those Terra Ted hats yeah, that glows. I, I know a good running store that has lots of reflective gear, <laughs> lots of lights. My goodness. I didn't realize you ran out there at 530 with nothing. Well, I mean, we, yeah, you can. Now I'm through. stressed. Oh. Now I'm stressed. No more kudos from me. This is stressful to know that you do this. Well, All of sometimes. you. Sometimes. <laughs> if we run three sisters, we wear headlamps because you can't see anything in the cemeteries. So. Oh, my gosh. The road to the cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! No, I'm. I mean, it's great. You guys are consistent. I love um, that you guys have a group. I know for me, if I was going to get up at five thirty in the morning, someone would have to be waiting for me, yep. or else I'm yep. going to press snooze. And it's right. going to be well. That's the thing. Yeah. If we put it in the night before, so we have a group me, right? Mm-hmm. It's a group text, but it's in an, in an app, and I'm usually the one that calls it. Uh, sometimes it's Eric, and sometimes it's Cameron, and these guys in the group, and we'll say what time, which mm-hmm. is almost always five thirty. Um, what starting location and what route. Um, that way everybody kind of knows. Like one of our guys, Eric, 
he works really early in Chattanooga. So he actually comes earlier than what we meet, mm-hmm. runs to the meeting spot, and then runs back to his car, which is at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. So we have to keep consistent on our routes. We can't just get there and change it, right? right. So everybody kind of knows. Now, we have, lots, we have like our own code language, so it's a little more difficult to navigate. We have to, anybody that joins the group new, we have to like, kind of teach them the language. Mm-hmm. The lingo, yeah. Like Greenway Park is FTB. And we're like, why is it FTB? Because it used to be First Tennessee Bank. Uh-huh. And so yeah. it just stuck. So we just didn't change it to Greenway Park. We just, mm-hmm. It's part of our language. These are old school Clevelanders we're talking right. about here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You recently ran the Chicago Marathon. Can you talk to us about that experience, so both both your training, but I also want to hear about race day and what the experience was like running the Chicago Marathon. Sure. So... Chicago's been on a is a bucket list. I think a lot of runners want to run the majors, um, and that's considered one of the, the best of the best in the world. And now I know why. Um, I always thought these big city marathons were fine, but I don't. I like big cities, but I'm, the introvert in me is like I don't like crowds, and I don't you know I don't like stress on a race day. If I can have, I'm always stressed on a race day. I think most people are, but. I just can't handle stress. I had a really bad experience at the Marine Corps Marathon. So I was a little stressed about it, but when we had the opportunity, there's a group of us from my church to raise some money for charity and get a bib to be in Chicago. We were like, okay, let's jump on it. Let's do it. I'm already planning on running. I'm running a 50-miler in December, and I needed a 26-mile training run. I was like, well, let's use this marathon. It's the most expensive <laughs> training run I've ever had. Yep. <laughs> but so we, you know, we pra- I mean, we trained for it. We ran, you know, the distances we should. I had multiple 20-mile runs leading up to it um, in the summer. It's the wor- fall marathons are the worst because you have to run all summer for training. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got there, and it was great. Our charity was the Smile Train, which helps – um, kids with cleft palates get surgeries all over the world. So it's a really tangible charity that you can see the results of with your money. And we had to raise so much money for them. We were also raising money for missions to our church, too. In, in fact, we raised close to $60,000. That's awesome. Um, between the five of us. Yeah. Um, and for different charities. And so Smile Train got a big chunk of that. And then lots of local and then world mission stuff, too, that we that we do. And uh, so it was fun. We went up there at separately. We didn't go as a group because it was difficult to arrange kind of travel. People were coming from all over the place. So we actually spent the week in Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, because it's the kids' fall break. I took the week off. We drove to Chicago. We drove to Cincinnati, spent the night at my in-laws, drove to Chicago, got there on Friday evening, kind of toured around, saw the bean, had a good time. Saturday morning, the charity had a breakfast for us at um, at a at a restaurant there, Harry Carey's Steakhouse, they had a really nice breakfast for us. And then we went to the expo. I bought too much stuff, <laughs> including some more shoes, <laughs> and which I haven't even run in yet because I just wear them because I like them. Um, and then got ready and went to bed and got up the next morning and forty thousand people towed the line in three different waves. And it was crazy. And there was just, I mean, the whole town was just buzzing with runners. And that whole race was lined with people. I would say 75% of the race was lined with people at least two deep, if not wow. three deep. And some of these little, the little towns, the little kind of neighborhoods, they call mm-hmm. them neighborhoods, 
they would be eight deep. They would have bands. We went through what they call Little Mexico, the Mexican consulates there. They got this huge flag, and they're playing. They got this the loudest mariachi band I've ever heard in my life, wow. and there's blasting music, and everybody's like, yeah. You know? And then <laughs> there's, they're yelling because there's a lot. Of, it's an international race, so there's a lot of uh, Mexicans running the race and wearing their flags. And they're like, Viva Mexico! You know, and I was like, yes! <laughs> I'm getting fired up, too. We go through Greek town. We go through Chinatown. We go th- I mean, it's just great. And it it kept you going the whole time. Mm-hmm. There's one little place where there was a lull, and it was where the Bulls play, the United Center, and it's a kind of a warehouse district. And you turn around, and once you start coming back, they're there again. And it's just neighborhood after neighborhood after neighborhood, people lined. And then you're running with 40,000 people, but I didn't have one conversation with a person. Interesting. No, I had, I'm sorry. I, let me take that back. I had one conversation <laughs> with a person, and this is what happened. I got shoved in the back by a lady who I guess thought I wasn't going fast enough. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't going fast enough. I was running my rate. We all started at the same time in the same corral. We should have had, like, similar Uh times. I'm running in the middle of the road. So, you know, kind of to the right because I I stick to – I pick a side usually and stay there so I can get to the aid stations. And I'm left-handed, so it's usually the left side. And – I, I just felt this shove, and I was like, what's going on? This lady comes by me and shoots her, looks her head over her shoulder and didn't say sorry, didn't say anything. And I was like, oh, okay. And I thought I did something wrong because, you know, there's etiquette with running. Well, yeah. I mm-hmm. once you learn the etiquette, it's like you're not you're not really breaking it. Rookies break the etiquette, and that's okay, and you got to mm-hmm. teach people the etiquette, but you don't have to be mean about it, right? right? And so this lady comes behind me. She goes, I'm so sorry that happened to you. <laughs> and I was like, well, did I do anything wrong? Because I seriously I was like, I did, did I break etiquette? Was I in the way? Did I right. go in too slow? She goes, no, you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> that lady, she called her a name and she goes, I'm sorry. And she <laughs> chased after her. I was like, okay. That's the only conversation I had in the whole race. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I almost broke out. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't me. I was like, I'm just a peacemaker here, people. I just want to get my 430 and go right, home. Right. That's awesome. So, Beyond Chicago, you have run a whole bunch of other races. Yeah. Um, you did Vol State, yeah. which was the race that we talked to Dusty about in a previous episode, all the way across Tennessee the long way. You yes. did that the year before Dusty. Um, you've done other marathons. So tell us about some of your most memorable races. Sure. I mean, we can start at Vol State. It was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that with all respect for the race because I would – Definitely do it again. But I've been banned, not by the race director, <laughs> but by my family. Yeah, yeah. So I'm banned from Ball State or its sister race, Hots, um, because it's just it's just terrible. And if you listen to Dusty's podcast, now Dusty has a, probably a better view on, on it than I do. He's a very happy person. And <laughs> I was n- not— What are you? A, I'm, I'm contrarian. <laughs> um and I wasn't. I was. I love that race. I almost died on that race. Uh, and I was wearing reflective gear okay, and a light Goodness. and a headlight. And I was on. So you own it. You just choose not to wear it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I was on the highway between um, uh, Jasper and up on the up on the plateau. So I'm on Eagle. Mm-hmm. The plateau side. I'm on Eagle. It's four in the morning, and. A car was coming down. We were going on the right. We were on the correct side of the road, and a car was coming behind us. And so they could see all our stuff, and another a truck 
decided to pass that car <gasps> on a double yellow, but we were on the shoulder on the other side, but it was coming fast. And so Dwayne, which Dwayne Goff was behind me and he yelled, Jeff. And I turned this way and he, to the left, sorry, it's a podcast. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see me. I turned to the left to towards the shoulder to see what he wanted because I mean, we'd been together for eight days. So I was like, what do you possibly want at four in the morning? <laughs> and this truck zoomed by and my head was inches from its mirror. He said he thought I was dead. So I hit the ground. I cried for about 20 minutes. One, you're emotionally drained. Cried for about 20 minutes. Got up, said, I'm not telling my wife. About 30 minutes later, I called my wife. <laughs> she had actually been up praying. It was kind of oh, weird. Wow. Like she was like prompted to pray at uh-huh. that moment. It was wow. kind of crazy. It's part of our crazy stories. But um, and another reason she doesn't want me to do ball yeah, I understand. I'm and that's on fine. Team. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to do advent, I want to do some more adventure races. I've done lots of marathons. Um, I mean, like seven or eight, which mm-hmm. is fine. People do 20, 30. I'm not into that. Like, I'll do a marathon if I like the marathon. Like, I've done Austin, which is a great marathon. I've done Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Great marathon. I've done Rocket City, which is Huntsville twice. It's fine. It's good. You run mm-hmm. through the rockets, but you're at mile 19 and you don't care. You right. Hate, you, you hate the rockets. <laughs> right, right. It's like, this is why I came here and I can't enjoy it. Right. Um, and I've run a few others and I, I and I enjoy those. Um, and I'll probably run a few more. I, I want to run the majors. I want to run Boston. I want to run London. Um, I want to run either Big Sur or CMI or something like that in California. So I those are fine. Like the rock and roll marathons, they don't appeal to me anymore. Like Vegas wouldn't appeal to me. I'm really into trail running, trail running right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you'd have asked me a year ago if I was into trail running or maybe a little longer than that, I would be like, no, mm-hmm. that's scary stuff, right? Um, for me, it's better. It's better on my body. Um, it's fun. It's relaxed. The community is different. I love the running community here, but when you go to these races, there's some really intense people mm-hmm. about their marathons yep. or their halves or their 10Ks or whatever. And these some of these clubs are really intense. I really prefer a relaxed environment. So you go to a trail race and you go to the start line, everybody's like super chill. Oh, yep. yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's like, it's hard to explain. I don't want to give mm-hmm. a, an offensive um metaphor but <laughs> it's like a bunch of hippies together yeah, yeah absolutely who yeah, are just there to, no one now, in the trail community won't be offended right and i and it, now some people in the trail community are like they're like brand hippies you know mm-hmm. they're like they're big you know they like their brands and stuff mm-hmm. because it's still running and right. still but <laughs> you it, still need the best shit right, you still gotta have you still gotta wear the, the north face which you can now get at um or terror running, terror running yeah. or patagonia uh-huh. okay you can, you can do all that stuff but they're really cool and it's not about a four-hour marathon right? or a BQ, mm-hmm. it's about can you beat the cutoff? Mm-hmm. It's so true. I yeah. also love trail running for that reason. Definitely. I, you know, cutoffs matter more than finish times. Right. And so you, ra- you run races that have a pretty tight cutoff, and mm-hmm. that's your challenge. Or they got a lot of elevation, or it starts at a high elevation, right? I mean, I have a friend that just ran Leadville, and it's super high elevation, right? It's tough. It's a... You're not guaranteed success. It's a little more dangerous, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm sitting, I'm sporting a big gash on my hand right now from falling this last week, but it was fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you go to places where people don't go. And so I've got my sight sets. I ran the JFK 50 miler last year, uh, about a year ago, and 
I was hooked. That was the best race I ever had. It's the best feeling I ever had after a race. It took a little over 11 hours, a little under 11 hours. And man, it was, it was amazing. And I did it with a bunch of friends. We mm-hmm. had an adventure, we made an adventure weekend. So that's where I'm starting to thrive. I've done a couple of 50Ks. I will say the first, I feel like I'm rambling, but the first couple of trail runs I did though, I almost just quit. I ran Still Hollow Half Marathon down at, um, at uh, Volkswagen mm-hmm. and I came out sick as a dog, miserable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hate this. this is stupid. I hate, what am I doing this? My friends want to run these trails. Put me on the road. Right. So then I ran uh, the Rabid Raccoon in on Raccoon Mountain. Mm-hmm. And it was a great race. And I had a good time. And then I get done, I'm really sick. There's a there's a theme here. Yeah. After yeah. the race, <laughs> I get sick, right? And I was like, ah, oh, this is miserable. I don't know. Then I ran the Fall Creek Falls 50K. And it was the worst race experience I've ever had. It was just bad. They ran yeah. out of water. There was no food. There was Ooh. a half marathon that took it all. Mm. And it was a double, it was a loop and then yeah. out and back. And it just yeah. wasn't a fun course. And I was like, why do we keep doing this? <laughs> but the whole time, there's this bug of like, when we go do training runs here locally, I was like, this is fun. Right. This is what I so maybe I just don't like races. Right. So this, do we, we did the JFK and I'm like, this is the greatest race <laughs> ever run. Now, only 14 of it's in the mountains and the rest of it's like a towpath, but uh-huh. it's like a nice trail. Yeah. So... All that to say, I'm I'm kind of into the trails right now. Awesome. And yeah. that's, that's the thing. So we have the Lookout Mountain 50-miler in December I'm going to do mm-hmm. with a really short cutoff, 1338. So wow. well, that's the challenge right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so you're training for that. Where are you running locally on the trails? I'm just curious. Yeah, so we run a little bit of everything. Johnson Woods is kind of our short route place. If we mm-hmm. need to just get five, six miles or even eight, you know, we can go there. Uh, our couple of our favorite spots are Big Frog Mountain. Mm-hmm. So you can go to Thunder Rock Campground, take a right, keep going up the mountain about three miles. There's a trailhead. You go up and back is 11 miles, and it's 2,000, 2,300 feet elevation gain. It's great. It's the highest point west of uh, the Smokies until you get to, like, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, it's a beautiful run. There's not a lot of scenery, but it's gorgeous. There's this like rhododendron, rhododendron uh, mountain laurel tunnel you can mm-hmm. go through. I take pictures. I love it. Um, we run Clemmer, mm-hmm. which is closer. So you can run Clemmer up to Benton Falls and Slick Rock and Clear Creek in a big loop. Get you about 12 miles and you're running on the backside of Hawassi. And that's a lot of fun. So we, we run that a lot. Sometimes we'll run White Oak. Sometimes we'll go run at Enterprise. Uh, we'll probably hit the trails around um, Covenant College because that's where the Lookout 50 is mm-hmm. uh, in the next few weeks. And then uh, that's kind of our route. But here locally, we, we tend to go to the Hawassi and, yeah. or mm-hmm. to the Ocoee area. Yeah, so many great trails in the area. I love it. It's one of my favorite things about, uh, about mm-hmm. living over here. Yeah. It's great. All right. So, wow, we've, gotten, we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> We've covered a lot of miles, you know? Right. Um, so to kind of wrap it up, we always like to ask our guests, um, you are the expert in running, and you, all of you who run. Um, so we would want your advice for a beginner runner, someone just getting into it, mm-hmm. and then a seasoned runner, yeah. someone who has been doing it for a while. Man, the beginning runner, I think the greatest thing is like set a goal and really focus on consistency. Like, just mm-hmm. get out there. It, if you feel bad, just get out there. Just do what you can do. Uh, I, have a, I have a friend at church who's starting his running journey, and he just ran a 5K, and he was working on, like, 
the process of getting it's basically a couch to 5k and every milestone became a big moment and you have to celebrate those big moments and stay consistent in that you create a habit Mm -hmm. and then start discovering what you love about it right like think about what you love some people love solitude some people love the community some people love listening to music some people love silence some people love the trails and some people love the streets some people love the 5k distance some love the 10k distance i hate the 5k and (laughs) and uh which hey but do the terror trot uh, <laughs> on Thanksgiving. You don't have to say that. Yeah, yeah get a good beanie. Yeah, um, that's true. So, but be consistent as a as a don't get don't get so concerned about like shoes and gear and just fall in love with it. It's it's like a relationship, right? You should be infatuated with running before you become really serious about running, and. I, that infatuation will lead you to some, you know, some serious decisions. Am I going to run a half marathon? Am I that committed? Am I going to jump into a full marathon? Am I that Am I that committed? Am I here just for the fun of it? And you'll have some health benefits along the way, too. Mm-hmm. For a seasoned runner, yep. man, I don't. You're going to go through seasons where you just hate it or it's not fun. Step away. Mm-hmm. Just step away. Yeah. Do something different. Go work out at the gym for a little while, and then you're gonna you're gonna find that you miss it. Yeah. And or if you're just like tired of grinding on the street, try a trail. Mm-hmm. If you're tired of a trail, even if you hate the streets and street runners because they just are so uptight, <laughs> go around the street for a little while. Mm-hmm. Right. Enter a race, but don't you know? Don't try to win it. Just go do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't feel the pressure because I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as experienced runners. And then I think the biggest advice is always have something you're chasing. So always have a race, a goal. It doesn't have to be a race, but a goal, uh, a moment that you that you want to do. And my thing is like, do something you're not guaranteed success of. Mm-hmm. Because then you're going to push and push. And then if you fail, you're going to come back to it again. It won't wipe you out. Mm-hmm. Right? You won't just quit. Because a lot of us, when we fail, we quit. And running is not one of those places because you're just going to be miserable if you do. Mm-hmm. Great advice. Um, yeah, that great advice. <laughs> okay, our last... <laughs> Brittany's laughing at me. I was, just, I, was, <laughs> I was actually like really contemplating what he was saying. Right? Yeah, I was into be, it. We forgot we were interviewing him oh, for a second. Hold on. I have more advice, more advice. <laughs> yeah. Wear reflective gear oh, every morning. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that actually is good advice. Yep. Even if Jeff doesn't wear his reflective gear. I, I, okay. I will. <laughs> okay, great. April, you're welcome. Yeah, we've embarrassed um, him enough now. <laughs> okay, our final question, our final lap question. Um, it's a big one, but you can so you can think about it. Is this speed work? Are we doing laps now? <laughs> no, Gosh. no. Um, and it, it doesn't need to be running related. It can be life related, or you can make it running related. But what advice would you give to yourself from ten years ago? Like, mm, yeah, because ten years ago I wasn't running. I was like, hey, you should have started ten years ago, <laughs> um, because you'd have more fun. You know, the earlier you start the more fun you have down the road, more adventures you have. And mm-hmm. it's about adventure. That, that's probably not the advice I'd give. I, I think life is very short. And time is a thief, which I think is a cliche, but I I fully embrace that. And 10 years goes by in a blink. Don't waste time. 
good. It doesn't matter if it's with your family or if it's a goal or you're putting off going somewhere, a vacation. Don't waste time. And then when you have time, redeem it. That's great. Great advice. Thanks. Yeah. Ten years does go by. I know. Like I know. Well, you said, you mentioned I was doing my dissertation. Yeah. That was over ten years ago. Yeah, no, uh-huh. I know. It's I, crazy. I graduated from grad school in 2015. That's almost eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was nine years of my life of grad school between the master's and the PhD. Mm-hmm. And that time is gone. Mm-hmm. Right? And it, I don't feel old. I'm 43. I don't feel old at all. In fact, I feel like I'm in the prime of my life. Mm-hmm. But I see time slipping away with my kids or with my wife and the, the adventure with my parents, the things that we do together. So we just try our best not to let the busyness of life overtake the time we have together. So, you know, that's that's been the thing. Yeah. That's great. Great advice. Can I talk about my wife for a second? Yeah, I know we're, I know we're closing up, and I didn't really get a chance because there wasn't a question. But <laughs> tell my, us about April. My wife's a runner too. Uh huh. She would call herself. She would say. She would say, "I'm not a real runner." Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Do not like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's not I know. Here. Well, I'm just saying what she says. Uh-huh. I, I'm. You can't. Don't ban me. I've already been. <laughs> I've already been banned from too many races. <laughs> She's a runner. To the nth degree, she will, on January 7th, have her thousandth day streak. Oh, my gosh. And it's not just a mile streak. This is a, it's a 5K. Now, there are a couple of single miles when she first started, but it's like a 5K streak. Wow. And 98% of it is on a treadmill. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. She's awesome. She's great. And she has finally embraced, like, she has a shirt that says, I hate running. Uh, <laughs> Me something, too. <laughs> something else. And she's finally embraced, like, this is part of who she is. So every morning she wakes up, almost every morning. She's up right after I leave. This morning she scared me. I came out of the bathroom. She was there. I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, and I was like, what are you doing? Go to run. So she runs. I get home from my run. She's finishing up her run on the treadmill. And it just becomes our lifestyle. And our kids see it. Yep. And they both are active, and we hope that they stay that way. We don't care if they run. They do, we want them to do something mm-hmm. that's meaningful, that's hard. My my daughter's a great flautist. She oh, plays wow. the flute. And she's just a sophomore, but she's really trying to get better at all uh-huh. these things. My son's a soccer player, and he loves it, and he's young, and he's, he's just full of energy. And I think the example that we're setting, going back to kind of redeeming time, too, is like, setting them up for hopefully for success down the road. But April is a great example of consistency. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm laying in the bed, like, I don't want to run. <laughs> she's up running. Yep. And if she doesn't run that morning and she comes home and she'd be dead tired from work, she gets on that treadmill. She runs not just a mile. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, that's not enough. She had COVID. She oh. ran through COVID. Oh, oh my gosh. And what? ran three miles a day. I mean, couple of times it took her a while yeah you know just hacking her head off and but she did it because she didn't want that streak to end uh-huh. and anyway so i you know our family has embraced run the running lifestyle and 
our local running store, Tara, <laughs> running company, who puts on great races okay, and sells enough. great <laughs> shoes. I'm trying to get sponsorship good people. <laughs> well, yeah, I love I love hearing about that. I think it's so good for kids to see the people that they love being consistent and showing discipline in something that is important yeah. to to you in April. And, you know, that's something that's all your own and you're showing them how much you love it and yeah. how much you care about your health and, you know, things that you love, too. Yeah, and I mean, if, if April's not a runner, not a real runner, then Gosh, there's none literally of us are. no hope no, for the rest of us. Yeah. So. She would say because she doesn't run races. And I'm like, and this is another thing, like, you don't have to run races right. yep. to be a runner. I want her to run a race because I think there's something beneficial to it. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to run a race yeah. to be a runner. No way. There's so many diverse benefits of it right. that you can get without, you know, maybe that would just make her nervous and stress her out. And, right. you know, maybe just the three miles solitary on the treadmill or her thing. That's awesome. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, yeah. We yeah, let's to... delete this episode. Let's get April in here. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> she be a much better conversation. <laughs> Uh, no, thank you so much, Jeff. We really, really appreciate you uh, joining us and, um, yeah, just sharing the the wisdom that you have from years of, of doing what you love. So we appreciate your leadership in the Cleveland running community and your consistency and your support of Terra Running Company um, over all of these years. So thank you from the Terra Girls. Well, it's easy to support Terra because they're the, the business of the year, the running sword of the year, the engaged in the community. But no, thank you for having me. I really mm-hmm. appreciate being here. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Well, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terra Girls. Inspiring people one runner at a time. Thank you to the one and only Dr. Jeff Salyer for sharing a bit with us about his running journey and adventures so far. Jeff is an inspiration when it comes to both consistency and community as a runner, and we're thankful for his support and his wisdom. And to all of you, thank you for sticking with us. Until next time.